0: I'm Tracy Hines, and I'm a singer songwriter. You might also know me as a certain hipster mermaid. And you're listening to Stories of the Magic.
1: Welcome to Stories of the Magic, an unofficial Disney podcast with your host, Randy Crane. Hear stories from Disney cast members, Imagineers, artists, and more right here on Stories of the Magic. Now, here's your host, Randy Crane.
2: Welcome to episode 112 of Stories of the Magic. I'm Randy, your host. Thank you for joining me. If you're new to Stories of the Magic, we are a positive and story-filled Disney podcast offering stories from cast members, Imagineers, artists, actors, and more, including guests, promoting a mutual love of Disney, celebrating and preserving the Disney magic and legacy, and inspiring people to live their dreams just as Walt Disney did. If that appeals to you or piques your curiosity, you're definitely in the right place, and I'm glad you're here. Today we conclude a two-part interview with the hipster mermaid herself, Tracy Hines. You got to hear some great stuff from her in part one about her love for Disney, her cosplay history, the hipster mermaid phenomenon, being an introvert, and much more. In this episode, Tracy talks about some of the health issues that she's faced. Her greatest inspiration, her mom. Why she has always felt she identifies with Ariel. How she deals with many of those issues, and how it actually helps her move forward. Why Disney means so much to her. Her three favorite Disney movies. Being into some of the grittier stuff, too. A shout-out to and talking a little about Margaret Carey. Characters besides Ariel that are her biggest inspiration. Her top two favorite Disney villains. Her love of animals. Her newest original song that she's working on. How her music helped me, and a shout-out to Brianna Hertzberg, our mutual friend and also a talented singer. Favorite covers that she's done? Her cover of Let It Go and some other Frozen stuff she's got coming. Her clothing line, Adorkable Apparel. If she could have any job working for the Walt Disney Company, what it would be? Her answer will come as no surprise to you, and how she's already had a small taste of living that dream her advice to you for following your dreams, and of course, shameless plug time. After the interview, I'll play one of Tracy's songs that she was kind enough to share before wrapping up. Yes, I'm going to play that song this time, the one you're expecting if you know her or have heard her before now. In fact, after listening to this part of the interview, you'll probably still be able to guess what song it is. Now, a brief word from a fellow podcaster and friend, and then it's time to turn the page... And begin this story. Ladies and gentlemen, boys
0: and girls. Ladies, hey, listen, listen.
1: Hey, hey, Skywalkers. This is Richard. And over here is my sweetie wife, Sarah.
2: You can call me Jedi Tink.
1: And we are Skywalking, Skywalking through, Neverland. through
2: Neverland. Jimmy Mack here. When you wish upon a podcast, wish upon this podcast. These guys are awesome. <laughs>
1: We are a fan-focused podcast that covers Star Wars, Disney, pop culture, and their fandom communities.
0: The stuff that surrounds us, penetrates us, and binds us all together as instantaneous friends. What do you know? We showcase what people are doing in the world of fandom and talk to those who are involved firsthand in the universes that we love. This is Margaret Carey,
2: Tinkerbell.
0: This is Jeremy Bullock, Boba Fett from Star Wars. This is
1: Steve
2: Sansweet from Rancho Obi-Wan. Hey, it's James Earl Taylor, the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I happen to be skywalking through Neverland right and now. I'm and I'm skywalking
1: through Neverland. Skywalking Neverland. And I Neverland. am skywalking
2: through Neverland. I've always hated space travel. Yeah. Skywalking through Neverland
0: is the ultimate expression of fandom. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, And our website, SkywalkingThroughNeverland.com.
2: And remember, Neverland on Alderaan.
1: (laughs) And now, this week's interview on Stories of the Magic.
2: I mean, I know you do some, because I've seen it some on, you know, your Facebook or in some of your YouTube videos, where you talk a little bit about some of those challenges that you face. Do you tend to keep that more of a private part of your life, or do you tend to share that with your fans more?
0: Um... Kind of both. I, I go back and forth. Um, generally, I'm a pretty open book. I'm not shy about talking about any of it. I don't have a problem talking to people, like, and especially if it helps people. Uh-huh. I love talking about it. And I actually, I have a YouTube video that I've been wanting to make for a while where I just want to sit down and talk about that stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I've been kind of waiting to make it um, just because I want to make sure I do it in the right way. Yeah. And with health stuff, too, it gets complicated. I don't want to go into so much detail that it's just like, oh my gosh, Tracy, stop talking about... <laughs> all these weird, you know, technical doctor things, like, but, you know, yeah, I'm, um, when I had surgery last year, I just used Instagram mainly because it was, I was on my phone. I was on a couch, mm. so I didn't, like, want to be, like, sitting, like, on Facebook and stuff very much. I was not feeling good, so I was kind of yeah. just, like, watching movies, but I would post on Instagram every once in a while and just kind of, like, check in and be like, hey, guys, like, this happened, but I'm doing good, and here's what's going on. But, yeah, I've, I've had a degenerative disc disease since I was probably since I was a kid, but I was diagnosed with it when I was, I think I was 14. And uh, so I've had a lot of back issues kind of, you know, my whole life, teenage and adult life. And it's been something that's really frustrating, but it's something my mom has it too. You know, my whole life I've wished that, like, I could take that away from her because she's the most wonderful person. She's my inspiration. She is my number one inspiration. And she's so strong. Um, And so she's led such a great example for me in sort of how to... Like, live your life with chronic pain. And she has it much worse than I do. I, I, for me, it's gotten pretty bad to the point where I did have surgery. But mm-hmm. she, I mean, phenomenally more, I would say, from, you know, the, she's had multiple procedures and stuff. But, yeah, so, you know, I, I've had those times where I feel really hopeless and, like, you know, I can't do the things that I want to do. And it has held me back. I was cast to be on The Amazing Race, and I had to turn really? that down. Yeah, because my doctor wasn't able to give me a pass I mean, and I, I knew. I knew there was no way I could do. And I'm not even really a thrill seeker, so it was kind of a relief. I was like, this is not the kind of show I would want to be on anyways, but it was too cool of an opportunity. But, yeah, I've learned how to sort of deal with it, you know, and I've also had vocal challenges, which that's why I always kind of say I identify with Ariel is because when I was a little kid, I was diagnosed with vocal nodules, um, which is like the kiss of death for singers, you know? Um, And I've overcome those. I didn't have to have surgery for those, um, but it's always a struggle, and I have a lot of vocal fatigue and just... You know, oddly enough, acid reflux can really mess with your vocal cords if you're, yeah. And so I've got, you know, these weird things with my voice where um, I'm on vocal rest probably two to four days of each week. Wow. So there's, yeah. So I live a lot of my life in almost silence, kind of, like how Ariel is for those three days I mean that's me every week um, I mean not, you know I'll, I'll talk a little bit here and there at home like to my husband or whatever like it, you know what do you want yeah. for dinner or whatever but <laughs> right. um, that's another reason why I don't I'm not as social as I would like to be sometimes is mm-hmm. and why I have to say no to a lot of things is I take my gigs really seriously and if I'm recording um, whether it's my music or whether it's you know I I got to record for Tokyo Disneyland last year like you know when it's some sort of a gig and especially if it's like really important to me I'm going to go on vocal rest for as long as I need to, to sound good for that, because you know that's my biggest passion, and uh-huh. I wanna I wanna be reliable and do a good job and enjoy it, you know, and and even just recently I had um, a little bit of alopecia on my scalp, which is um, if you know what that is, it's when you lose your hair okay. in places, um, and I had some damage to my scalp and I had mm-hmm. scarring alopecia, and I recently had a procedure to just kind of get rid of that little scar. Uh And it's very small. Like, it's so... It was, like, two weeks of my life that I was, like, swollen and whatever. And I was just, like, laughing about it. You know, I was like, I'm Strax from Doctor Who. But, um, you know, all of these things... Are, I, I kind of look at them in a weird way as a gift now because it gives me the time that I wouldn't normally take for myself sometimes mm-hmm. to uh, spend with the Lord, times to watch movies that I want to watch, and uh-huh. I get really, really inspired in those times of quiet where I'm forced to just be alone and be healing. I get so inspired for like future projects, and that's when I make a lot of my plans for the future okay. and so and that's what gets me through too is uh-huh. just looking forward to those things that I want to do and there's always something around the corner and mm-hmm. life is never boring you know so anyway sorry not to go into like a whole diatribe or whatever no, no, but not at all. but yeah I've definitely had my share and, th- and that's not all of it but I've definitely had my share of health issues you know but everyone uh-huh. does I mean I'm not the only one that's dealing with stuff you know yeah. talk to anyone and they'll, they'll tell you what's what's going on if not in their life their family's lives and you know, we're all just kind of doing the best we can, you yeah. know?
2: Yeah, pretty much. I'm curious with the vocal rest, and that's actually one reason it took us a while to do this. Yeah. Because you had to be on vocal rest I was like, for I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> is it just from experience you know, okay, I have this gig coming up, I need this much vocal rest? or how yep. Do you, is,
0: It's Yep. It's, it's another one of those things where you get to know yourself really well, and people think I'm crazy. They're like, what do you mean? You have to sing in two weeks so you can't hang out today. You know, and I'm like, I just know. I just... Yeah. I've, I've lived my life like I've you know I've been doing this now for almost 10 years you know I I know what I need to do and it sucks but <laughs> this is how I have to live my life and th- these are the sacrifices that I make to do what I do right. you know that's the reason why not everybody does it is it's not it's not always fun and it's not always easy but you know I'm willing to make that sacrifice sometimes and my friends you know I've found that the people who are my real friends get it right. you know the ones that stick around they get it. I've had people get frustrated and get bummed that I, I won't call them back and I'll say, like, Hey, I can only text, you know, yeah. um, I'll get those people that say, you know, if you don't hang out with me or call me, you know, as often, I, I don't know if this, you know, if I can really be your friend. I'm like, I'm sorry, this is the best I can, you know, this is the best I can do, but, yeah. um, doesn't mean I don't care. It just means I, I have to be good to my body and my health Right. You know, and, um, and yeah, those I have so such wonderful people in my life that get it, and they text me, and they, they keep in touch, and yeah. they don't leave me out of, you know, the loop on things. And, um, yeah, so it's good. <laughs> <laughs> good.
2: <laughs> so, obviously, as we've talked, and you've kind of hinted at this several times, how much that Disney means to you, and Ariel and this one.
0: Disney, what? I mean, oh. <laughs> Disney. <laughs> I don't
2: know. We're going to stop this right now. Just kidding. <laughs> Why does it mean so much to you?
0: Oh, man. That's like... Like, how long do we have? Hang
2: on.
0: <laughs> um, it's very nostalgic for me. Okay. So, of course, when I think of Disney, I think of my childhood. Um, my favorite Disney movies are... Uh, Little Mermaid, Peter Pan, and Alice in Wonderland. And and I love so many others, but those are like my holy trinity of Disney. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I I feel like it is it's the nostalgia of it and it's um, the values, you know, the things that I've learned that Disney has taught me. Disney taught me that true love exists, you know, and as cheesy as that sounds, I found it. And I, I feel like um, in a sense, You know, I kind of have a little bit of a Disney princess story because I met my husband when I was 15 and he was 16, and we've been together ever since. I've never dated anyone else. I've never—he was my prince, and he pursued Uh me. And that, obviously, I know that can't happen for everyone, and that's not everyone's story. But I was lucky enough that I get to have that story, and um, I feel like Disney just sort of—it showed me, you know, what a real princess should be and it sounds so cheesy, it sounds so, you know, but um I just it's so magical, you know, and I always wanted to believe in magic. And as uh-huh. a kid I've always been kind of realistic in that I didn't, you know, there's a lot of kids that they, they really believe in the sorry I'm whispering because I don't know who's around. I think um, it's all adults right they, they really believe in in these princesses and you know and I believed in the magic of it. I believe mm-hmm. you know in the heart of it but I never really fully believed you know and yeah. so i but i wanted to and disney kind of it it brought that to life for me and it helped me kind of see the magic in everyday situations you know uh-huh. and i think it the the whole dreams can come true if you just believe and you work hard and you know and you have faith i mean that's how i've lived my life you know i've never let go of that um sentiment and that you know belief that you know your dreams can come true like yeah. why are you giving up you know it, all it takes is is just working hard and time and, and having faith, you know, like anything can happen, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I feel like it's just sort of, it's meant a lot to me because it's taught me so many things and it's become my ideal for so many things. And some people might say that's unhealthy or not realistic and maybe that's true to some extent, but I'm also in the real world. Like I, you know. I'm not just looking at Disney right. <laughs> as my, like, how I live my life, you know, but, um, but it's been very special to me my whole life, and, um, been such a source of inspiration, you know, and fairy tales in general, too, not just Disney, uh-huh. I love, like, the Grimm's fairy tales, like, I love yeah. darker stuff, too, I'm not just all sunshine and rainbows, like, very into, like, vampires, and, like, I love, like, you know, just sort of, like, the gritty fairy tale stuff, too, um, and that's come as I've gotten older, okay. but, um, but, yeah, I uh, I just, I I love the world that we live in. And there's magic everywhere if you look for it. But I really love existing in a fantasy world as well. And Disney gives me that escapism. And, you know, I get to sort of go somewhere else sometimes for a while, too. You know, uh-huh. when things aren't so great, Disney's an awesome escape for, you know, two hours or hour and a half or whatever to, to go off to... Uh, you know atlantica or (laughs) neverland right you know i'd go to neverland if i could choose that'd be my number one destination oh yeah oh yeah
2: (laughs) the mermaid lagoon or Um, snow island
0: everywhere i'd want to go everywhere Everywhere, yeah those mermaids man they're they're beautiful but they're not so nice no not so. i want to hang out with peter yeah (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah. um i interviewed about a year and a half ago i interviewed margaret Carey. Oh, I got to
0: interview her too. Did you? Not like a th- interview like this. Uh-huh. I got to do like a little clip on, on a YouTube video at uh-huh. D23. She is magic. She is. Oh, she's so yes. amazing. I love meeting her. Uh-huh.
2: And I love that not only was she the animation reference model for Tinkerbell, she was also the voice of one of the mermaids.
0: I didn't know that.
2: She was the oh. voice of the red-headed mermaid. The one My that favorite says we one. were only going to drown her.
0: I didn't know Carey. that. Yep. Oh, well, thank you for making my day even better <laughs> right now. She didn't tell me that. That's so cool. I'll have to ask her about that next time I see her. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. She's super
2: proud of that. She got to do it. I think June Foray was one of the other mermaids, uh, who was granny in the Looney Tunes cartoons. Oh, my and, gosh. And uh, Rocky the Flying Squirrel. Oh, it's so and cool. Rocky and Bullwinkle. And is the voice of the, um, the mayor's wife in Pirates of the Caribbean.
0: Oh, okay. The one up in the window. Oh, my gosh. That's June Foray. That's so cool.
2: <laughs> so they, that was something that they did together.
0: That's really way neat. Way back
2: when. Uh, so what other characters besides Ariel are kind of your biggest inspirations or the ones that mean the most to you?
0: Peter Pan. Okay. And, um, I mean, every character in Peter Pan goes along with that. Because, like, literally <laughs> that movie, every character is special to me. But um, Peter Pan, Wendy, you know, together. Um, Alice... And again, I love all of Wonderland, but definitely Alice was the one. I I mean, we all, I think, kind of relate to Alice in that movie, probably. Um, I love Belle is okay. my, if you kind of take out the, the non-princess movies, you know, is my second favorite um, Disney princess. So uh-huh. Ariel's my favorite. is my next favorite. Okay. Um, and I relate to her a lot because I'm yeah. a huge bookworm. Yeah. I'm like, and I always have been. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm an insomniac, so I'll stay up all night and read a whole book in one night, and that's always been me. So I really related to her, and I love her story. I love that, you know, it's she falls in love with the beast despite his appearance and, you know, Mm -hmm. despite his gruff exterior, and she, you know, looks for the human in him, and, um, you know, for me, I'm very much that way. I feel like it's, I'm very much, um, yeah, I just, I feel like, to me, it's, I love, I love beauty, I love, like, you know, aesthetic and stuff, but I also, I just love people, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter what someone looks like, you know, um, so, I don't know, I just, I, I love Belle so, so much, and um, every character I feel like, you know, that I've either portrayed or, um, you know, so many of the Disney princess movies, I there's something in each one that I very much take into heart, but I, I love villains too, <laughs> I love Ursula. Ursula is, like, my spirit animal. I love her so much. I, like, want to be Ariel and Ursula. Not the evil part of her, just the fabulous okay. part of her. Um, obviously. Um, and Maleficent. Ursula and Maleficent mm. are my top two favorite Disney villains. And um, and I love so many villains, too. Like, they're all so <laughs> great. But, um, oh, my gosh, I love them so much. And I'm so inspired by lots of, like, Disney villains and, like, the darker side of Disney, too. Uh-huh. Um, but, but, yeah, I just, I love, I love Disney. I'm, like, there's so many characters. I could go on and on about like you know any character Rapunzel you know I love I love Tangled Cinderella and the classics Aurora Snow White like I love all of them so much you know and for each one for a different reason and each one I've sort of gotten to know at a different time in my life i feel like uh-huh. i've kind of sort of been fixated on one for a period of time and then kind of moved on and you uh-huh. know and ariel's always been a constant alice and peter pan have always been like a constant but i was really obsessed with Belle when that movie first came out and right when i was really little i loved snow white when i was teeny tiny that was probably the first character costume i ever had was a snow white dress so my grandma okay. made it for me uh-huh. um Cinderella, I was like enamored with Cinderella, you know, because she was so graceful and so beautiful and she was blonde Mm -hmm. so I kind of saw myself in her, I was like, someday when I was a little kid, I was like, maybe I can be that beautiful, you know, maybe I can be like Cinderella and so kind and have little mouse friends (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm a big animal freak, so I I collect animals too, animal friends, it's it's a problem but (laughs) I just got a chameleon Um, Really? Yeah, back in January that was my, I just got a panther chameleon named Neptune and he's so cute um, and I have a cat. I'm obsessed with cats. And uh-huh. we have tons of fish. And that stingrays. And wow. I've had a ferret. And Yeah, I just I love animals. So um, I'm trying not to, you know, cultivate a zoo. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm trying to just have my little pets. But,
2: yeah. You know, that's not a menagerie. Yeah.
0: I love that Disney always involves animals in the fairy tales. And I love how a lot of times they have, like, a, you know, a role. Like, a very much a, a character in a role. And they're yeah. not just there. Like, Pascal's, like, He's her buddy, you know? Right. I love that, so.
2: <laughs> so who's your current fixation? You right now? He had, yeah. It says, had him over time.
0: Oh, that's a good question. Well, right now, my next original song is called Sleeping Beauty. Okay. And it's inspired by Sleeping Beauty. That's I tend to do that with my original music as uh-huh. I sort of uh, take inspiration from things that I love, that I'm interested in. Like right now it's fairy tales. I did a Hunger Games inspired song um, a couple of years ago. Right. Um, I've done, you know, taken inspiration. I did one, uh, a Christmas song called, you know, <laughs> Neverland for Christmas. It's about <laughs> going to Neverland for Christmas. Uh-huh. But um, this one's called Sleeping Beauty. And it's uh, it's inspired. I was kind of when I was going through my surgeries and I was... Um, you know they were like putting me under for the surgery and it was this weird surreal experience mm. like i said i've never been on drugs so drugs. <laughs> <laughs> when, you know when they put you under to, to under anesthesia it's so weird and i was going through a lot at the time just being frustrated with being in so much pain and i was just so irritated that i wasn't able to like move forward in my life cuz my back was holding me back at the time from a lot of stuff i wanted to do um, and so, um, this song, I was going to do a cover of a Sleeping Beauty song. I found out I was going to get to go to Ireland for my friend's wedding. Wow. And she convinced me to make a music video. She oh, was okay. like, you have to film when you come here. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm coming for your wedding. I'm gonna, we're, you're the princess. What are you talking about? And she's like, nope, you have to do it. You have to do it. <laughs> and when I saw the architecture and the, um, the places she was going to take me, mm-hmm. it was very medieval looking. And I was like, Sleeping Beauty, I have to do something Sleeping Beauty here. So. I I was gonna cover a song, but this song just came out. Like I wrote a song, kind of on accident, and really? I it was yeah, and it's written kind of from Sleeping Beauty's perspective while she's asleep. So it's it's dark, um, and it's kind of like a battle between good and evil within herself. And so okay. it's it's like inspired by Disney, but it's also very inspired by what I was going through, and the classic, yeah. like, the darker side of the fairy tale, and so right now, I, we filmed part of that in Ireland last year, in, in May and June, and, um, we're finishing that up in the next couple months, and eh, hopefully it should be out by next month, <laughs> we're so <laughs> close, um, it's a big passion project, which those tend to take a, a little bit of time, right. um, and so... You know, I've been kind of sitting in that world lately, very like Sleeping Beauty and Maleficent and very inspired by both of those characters. And not the new Maleficent. I love that movie, but uh-huh. when I talk about Maleficent, I'm talking about the animated or, you know, just the spirit of that, the dragon, you right. know. Um, so, yeah, so right now I'm very in like the Sleeping Beauty realm. And I re- before that, my original song was Alice. Okay. It's called Alice. It's all about Wonderland. And that's another huge, like, I was so in the Wonderland place. And I still kind of, I mean, I always am, though. I'm always in Wonderland. But, yeah, I I go through, depending on my projects, I kind of really Uh focus in on whatever I'm inspired by for that project. And when I was doing Let It Go last year, I was so immersed in Frozen, you know. And I really came to love Elsa. I'm such an Anna. But I came Uh to love Elsa in that project and, you know, found a newfound appreciation for her character so, anyways, yeah, it, it moves around all the time, but right now it's probably Sleeping Beauty. Okay. <laughs> Aurora.
2: Right. I really appreciated your music. Thank uh, you. you know, music. That uh,
0: means so much to you me. Know,
2: you've got this book that I wrote a couple of years ago, and there was a lot of editing time, and mm-hmm. I had to do it, you know, after I got other stuff done at night. And before I had to go to work in the morning. So there were mornings where I would be up until 3 and 4 in the morning editing. Yep. And I would put on uh, a kind of, sometimes I created a playlist. Sometimes I would just grab videos of uh, Brianna Hertzberg. I love her, yes. Her and you. And then a few others, especially like acapella stuff. Uh, Laura Dickinson is a friend of mine. And so I would get some of her uh, vibration stuff. And that was just looping in the background while I was editing for hours, oh and, hours gosh, and hours and hours. Oh my gosh, that's so
0: cool. I'm so honored to be in the playlist. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> I
2: could not have gotten through that editing without you and these others and your music, Oh, honestly. that's
0: so cool. Thank so. you.
2: <laughs> you told me something about your original music. Do you have any favorite, especially like any favorite covers, besides obviously The Little Mermaid? Yeah,
0: yeah, Part of Your World is my favorite song of all time, so Aww. that's like a given, you know. That was like the song that started everything for me. But the covers that I've done... Or yeah. just covers that I like to sing. That you've done. Um, Man, it's, that's really hard. Um, because now I've moved on from covering... Like, Because, you know, back when I started YouTube, I didn't have... You know, I still... You know, it's very difficult with budgeting. Doing what you want to do as opposed yeah. to what you have the means to do. Right. And back then I had, like, literally no budget. <laughs> and it was just, like, me in my apartment in a princess costume with a window and like putting the camera in the window so there was decent lighting and I would just like sing to a karaoke track, right? Okay. So yeah. now it's obviously it takes a lot longer for me to produce content because I put so much into every single one. Mm-hmm. So I don't have like a whole ton of, you know, big covers that I've done yet. I've got a few, uh-huh. but we're still very much working towards it, you know? Right. And I think a lot of the ones that are going to be my favorites are on the horizon of what's to come, but Let It Go is actually, and maybe I'm saying that because it's, it's pretty recent, mm-hmm. but it's funny. When I saw the movie Frozen, my favorite song was Love is an Open Door. And I got okay. to cover that and do a full music video for that. And now that's one of my most viewed videos on YouTube. It's <laughs> cracking up because it was such like a oh, let's do this thing. Okay, cool. Here uh, we go. You know?
2: It was a fun one too. It was I really liked it. Thank you. It was yeah. really
0: fun. Yeah. Um, but you know, with Let It Go, it was it's a whole thing where I, I I was just gonna cover it. I wasn't super into the song. I thought it was cool, I thought it was good, mm-hmm. very good songwriting, great song, but i at the time, I didn't really take to it in the movie the way that a lot of people did. Yeah. It was kind of like, okay, stop the movie. Here's a music video. Okay, here's <laughs> right. the rest of the movie. You know, like, it does forward the plot, and it's great, you know. But it to me, it didn't work as well in the movie as everybody else, you know, initially took to it, I feel like. Right. But as I was, you know, I, I sort of was pushed into this project by um, some people I was working with at the time wanted me to do a full cover of Let It Go as okay. Elsa in costume. And I didn't really want to do it. I was like, eh kind of want to just like sing it just sing it you know Uh just be me just sing the song move on put more time and energy into my own projects that I'd already planned for characters that I really took to a lot more you know but I'm so grateful that they did sort of start that process because it took me probably over a year to complete that video, wow! Um, but it was such an amazing experience, and as it was, it was like my Everest. That song is such for me; it's a very difficult song, mm-hmm. um, and it's not in my range. You know, it's just it's it's not my kind of song, but. I feel like I I climbed the mountain, yeah. <laughs> you know. Like I when I it took me two recording sessions, um, and I wanted to turn that song into you know my version of it. So we added a dance beat because I love like electro uh-huh. music, you know. And I put a little more of a pop influence. We had the beginning starts out very. If you've heard it, you know it's it's a little yeah. more true in the beginning. Uh-huh. I had a little bit of the Demi Lovato like the intro is a part of the Demi Lovato version, but okay. then the rest of it's very it's Adina's version but it goes to like a full dance beat, you know, in the in the middle. Um right. and so I'm so happy with that project now. You know, looking back and when I listen to that song, I'm just so proud of what me and my team all did together cuz it wasn't just me. Uh-huh. It's a whole team of us that made this happen and not even just the um the video, but the song itself. Took a whole team of, you know, musicians and people to create that track and uh-huh. you know, my husband coached me through the recording session and you know, it just was yeah, it was a it was a beast, you know. And but I'm so proud of it. And so I, I I will say I think that that's one that I'm, it's a huge favorite of mine now. It means so much more to me than it did before I started, mm-hmm. and I'm so proud of it, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So and there's I mean everything that we've done, you know, has been awesome. But I feel like that that one was really special, of recent, you know.
2: <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, it was really good one. The the uh, love is an open door one was a fun one that went with it. Now you just have to do. Do you want to build a snowman?
0: I know, I gotta do that one. I oh, I have so That's many frozen my I have a song lot more frozen stuff coming. So We're good. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's my favorite song from the movie. I think it's, it's the it... most important song in the movie.
0: It is it is really special. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I have a certain way I wanna do it oh, and cool. um, I'm kinda waiting to do it the way that I want. Uh-huh. Again, my projects take so long because they're so they're so involved with costuming and location and I try really hard to recreate the film as you know, as realistic as I can, bring it into you know, um, yeah, that fantasy feel. So, yeah, I want to do everything. I hope to cover all my favorite songs from all my favorite movies, but I do have more Frozen coming. Okay, so, stay cool. tuned. Stay Good. tuned. Good. <laughs>
2: well, we're running out of time and battery power. Yes. So <laughs> I, I told you
0: I talk a lot. I'm so I sorry. Know, that's okay. I'm a talker.
2: <laughs> Let's spend just like a minute on adorable apparel. Sure. Because I want to give you a chance to talk about that. And then we'll move on to some of the wrap up stuff. And hopefully we can do this another time and go back to some of the things that we're skipping sure. for today. So tell me a little bit about Adorkable Apparel, um, which is also a great name, by the way. Thank
0: you. Thank <laughs> you. Um, Adorkable Apparel is my clothing line, and um, it came about because I wanted to have a few like sort of artist merch-type shirts that I could sell at um, shows or sell on my website and just have something fun. I had some people asking me about merch and just stuff that you know they could buy to support my music, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that'd be so fun. Let's put together some shirts and I've always been you know very into design and you know my passion is designing gowns you know it was designing costuming mm-hmm. and gowns and I always wanted to do like these like red carpet looks and so I was like okay t-shirts what do I do with that you know <laughs> and so I came up with a couple concepts and that's usually what I'm I'm in t-shirts most of the time mm-hmm. when I'm not you know I'm in kind of like Pajamas, Like, I'm in really <laughs> casual stuff when I'm not in a costume, usually. Because uh-huh. um, usually I'm working from home. Right. Um, or just, you know, bumming around, you know. So, I wanted something really cute and really fashionable, but that was still cost-effective and... A T-shirt, you know, mm-hmm. to start at least. You know, we have a lot of big dreams and big goals, but right now we're in that very like it's T-shirts and crop tops, and we've got some glasses um, inspired by hipster mermaid. Of course, <laughs> of course we, we had yeah, to do it. Yeah. Um, but from the minute that I decided I wanted to do some sort of merch, I was like, okay, we need to do like a you know like a mermaid inspired shirt. We need to do seashells on a shirt uh-huh. this is happening and i'd seen <laughs> i hadn't ever seen it done before um and i would had the concept for a while and i'd seen you know like wild fox put little like applique seashells on like sweaters and like more couture type stuff uh-huh. i don't know i wouldn't call it wild box i don't know maybe it's couture <laughs> <I> <laughs> but know. you know what i mean things that are just a little more at a higher price point right. yeah a little more fashion and i came up with this concept for this crop top And my brother, who was working as a graphic designer for, um, it's a surf company called Almond, he, you know, was kind of helping me with getting the graphics ready, and, you know, I I sketched it out, but he actually created that graphic and added that little hipster flair with the, you know, it's a little distressed and stuff, Uh and for Hipster Mermaid, you know. Of course, yeah. And as we were, you know, getting into final production on, and we did the photo shoot, and we were going to release it, he was like, you know what, like, I think this is a thing. He was like, I think that you need to do a clothing line. You know, he's like, I don't think this should be, like, just your merch. I think you should start a company. And I was like, oh, gosh, like, (laughs) are you sure? Like, would you... He was like, I'll do it with you, you know? And I was like, okay. (laughs) Because obviously it's a dream come true. I never thought at this point in my life, you know, that I would ever endeavor to do something like that but we're we're, you know we kept it small Mm -hmm. and um, kept it in the family and uh we released the shirt we did like a soft launch like a pre-launch of that one shirt and it was the most crazy day like it just the sales were just through the roof just for one shirt one you know for you know in a couple hours time we'd sold <laughs> so many shirts that I was just like, my mind exploded. I was just like, what do I do? And so I was like, okay, he's right. Like, we need to do this. And so we designed a couple more shirts for the launch. We launched that. And then we'd just been trying to release periodically, you know, as we can with my schedule and, right. um, you know, in our small team. And, uh, yeah, it's been... I've, I feel like it's been it's successful to me. I mean, to me success is when you're selling stuff. We're selling stuff. So, right. you know, I mean, I'm so proud of what, you know, what we've done and it's so like I get so excited when I see people like you know, cuz we've got a feed on Instagram mm-hmm. and most of it's our customers and when people tag me you know, tag Adorkable Apparel um, it's at adorable News, sorry, on Instagram. And when people <laughs> tag us in, you know, wearing my shirts, so it's like, I made that, and you're wearing it, and you're at Disneyland. And now you're at Disneyland Paris. And now, you know, and, and wherever, like, it's just, they're all over the world, uh-huh. you know. We've got a Mermaid Army, you know. We do hashtag Mermaid Army, and now we just launched a Pixie-inspired shirt, and now we've got the Pixie Army, too. Nice. But But um, it's just so rewarding and so cool, and, you know, our customers are the best. We have the coolest the coolest girl. there a lot of them are like disney lovers we got some guys too we got a couple like neverland inspired mm-hmm. shirts and everything's very fairy tale inspired for the most part it's yeah. you know and i wouldn't say like disney specifically i would say there's a lot of like disney it's very much for the disney fan okay but we try to be very respectful and um it's very much our own thing as well it's fairy tale it can work for not you know our purple shells look great for aerial cosplayers But they're also great if you just want to be a mermaid with purple shells, you know. And we got shells in all sorts of colors and Uh and stuff too. So yeah, it's really really fun. Oh,
2: that's very cool. Thank you. I promise next time we'll go back and I want to spend more time talking about that. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm only going to ask some of the wrap-up questions so we can save some for next time too. (laughs) Uh, If you could have any job working for the Walt Disney Company, what would it be? You can invent a job.
0: Well. Definitely a voice actor as a Disney princess, or, or singing, being hired to sing something for them. Okay, you know, I mean, have to be. It would have. I mean, <laughs> my ultimate dream, you know, besides my own music and, and sort of the endeavors that I, you know, have with pop and electro pop, and you know, I call it fantasy pop. Is what I, think. <laughs> <laughs> I call. That's what I call my genre. I like that uh, music. Thank you. That's good. <laughs> it's very like yeah. orchestral, but like with like electro uh-huh. uh, mixed in. Um, I would definitely want to voice a, a Disney character. I mean, come on. There's nothing better to me. Like, for someone in my position doing what I do, like, that would be the ultimate gig, right? Uh, yeah. Singing and speaking for a Disney character. Yeah. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't life if I got to do that. You know, I'd be very professional. Uh, then course. I'd go home and freak out. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that would that would be it. And I, but I did. I got to sing for um, Tokyo Disneyland uh, last year in May, right before I left for Ireland. When all the Sleeping Beauty stuff was being uh, recorded on my own, I got uh, called in. One of my producers works for Disney. He does okay. music for Disney parks, and he brought me in on, a, on my first Disney session. And you know. Japanese culture and like Japan is like a dream destination for mm. me. So the fact that it was Tokyo, if it can't be our park here, yeah. Tokyo is the next best thing for me. Right. And so, um, and I got a solo and I, they brought me in as a background singer. And just uh-huh. out of the blue, they switched it up and uh, asked me to sing a little line, and they gave me a solo on one of these summer water show songs. Uh-huh. Um, and that was like everything, you oh, know, to wow. me. That meant so- it was such a fun session. Yeah. Everyone was so great, and um, I want to do more of that. You know, I was like, oh gosh, like I hope that I get to do a lot more stuff like this. So, you know, in a little bit of a sense, I feel like I got a little taste. A little, you bit, know, of it, yeah, yeah,
2: really cool. Okay, so I'm gonna ask one more before shameless plug time. <laughs> I saw in another interview that you described yourself as a dreamer. And you'd mentioned that a couple of times today, too. (laughs) And I know a lot of people listening have their own dreams Mm -hmm. and they've maybe forgotten them or been told that they're unrealistic, forget it, that kind of thing. What advice do you have for that person?
0: Oh, gosh. I mean, I just don't, I don't think it's ever too late. I think for me, especially, you know, there were a lot of times in my life where I felt like, okay, I'm this age this thing isn't going to happen for me. Or, okay, I'm, you know, going in this direction when I was, you know, waitressing full-time and I was working as a receptionist and I was trying to, like, do some Etsy stuff and I was just so overworked and overwhelmed and feeling Mm -hmm. hopeless. Or I'd go on all these auditions and nothing was happening and I wasn't getting... Because I tried the traditional acting stuff. I was pushed into it by an agent for a while Ah. and it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. And um, there were so many times where I just felt like, you know, I do I just have to resign myself to not pursuing this stuff anymore? Do I give up? No, (laughs) you know, I don't have it in me to give up. So I think that that's something that I would say is, I think the thing that sort of separated my experience from other people's is I just, I'm so stubborn. Like I will (laughs) not give up, you know? And, um, and I think that served me well because I found YouTube, you know, and Uh through, through sort of, you know, if the door shuts, he jumped through a window right <laughs> safely safely <laughs> put a pillow outside first ground <laughs> no,
2: floor window properly spotted so that's
0: not to say that's not to say like quit all your jobs and live on the street and don't take care of yourself or be smart about you know life you know obviously yeah. but i think you know there's also very realistic ways that you can pursue your dreams and go after those things that you love like right where you are in your life like for me when I was wanting to sing and I wanted to be making music videos I wanted to be touring and I wanted to be performing live writing music recording music and I had no connections I didn't know any anyone that you know was a producer I didn't know anyone that could make a music video I literally had a laptop you know and that was uh-huh. given to me my, by my dad because he was like, "Hey, make YouTube videos." And I was like, "What the heck do I do with this thing? <laughs> Technology." But I had I had nothing, in my opinion, I had nothing but just my voice, mm-hmm. you know. But I did it anyways, and I'm a perfectionist, so it was really hard for me to sort of like not do it the way I wanted to do it, and uh-huh. just. But I think that there's something to be said for just. If you have a passion for something, do it in whatever way that you can right now. Okay. You know, I think that waiting around doesn't always help. Mm -hmm. I think if you love to sing, sing. Like, sing wherever you can. Sing at church. Sing for your friends. Sing at a coffee shop. Sing on YouTube. Sing. You know, Uh like, if you want to be a voice actor, you can do that on YouTube as a fan, you know, and that could lead to gigs, Mm -hmm. you know. Like, there's so many ways if you want to write just start writing like put it out on the internet like the internet has been an amazing way for artists like myself you know to get seen and to get heard and I thought when I started YouTube okay if I put videos up maybe like a label will see me and they'll sign me and maybe I'll like get that I'll still get that opportunity that's never happened for me Uh but what did happen was I met a a community and a fan base that supports me and you know through that I've been able to do what I love and I have an audience now for that you know Uh um and so I feel like there's always a way, you know, and and sometimes you have to get really creative. Sometimes you it's it's hard. It's not easy. Like you said, you have to stay up late or wake up early, uh-huh. you know, you you have to like finagle your schedule, but it's never over and it's never too late and you're never too old, you're never too young, you know? You just just got to do it. There's so many people too that I've seen their confidence get in the way. And for me, oh. that's a huge thing where I I don't have a lot of confidence in myself. I, there's so many singers that are so much better than me. I don't think I'm a good singer. I think I'm all right. I think I'm like, eh, she's all right. You know, like, <laughs> she's got kind of an interesting tone and, you know, it's all right, you know. But I'm a singer. Uh-huh. I am a singer because I'm passionate about singing. And I think there's so many people, too, with, like, their appearance or their history. They don't have a lot of experience doing such and such. You know, I've seen so many people not try because of something That is in their mind, standing in their way. Uh But I think that if I can do what I'm doing, anyone can do it. I've overcome so much health stuff. Uh, You know, I'm a model at five foot two. (laughs) Uh, You know, like I was a paid model for years and years and years. Never thought I'd ever model ever. You know, like it's just there's so many things, and I think that the biggest thing is just just get up and do it. Mm -hmm. You know, stop making excuses be smart about it. Take care of your body. Put your health first. Put your, you know, prioritize your family. Right. But within that, you can do it. And so, I don't know. For me, that's that's been my stubbornness has served me well, and I think a lot of other people have shied away mm-hmm. because they just sort of gave up or sort of were like, "Ah, it's not realistic." Uh, ah, a lot of people told me I shouldn't try. Uh, ah, and you know, my dad says I need a real job. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was like, "My dad told me I needed a real job too." And I got a real job real job, quote unquote, you know, but I also kept going Uh musically, you know. And so, yeah, I don't know. I just think, sorry, I could go on forever about this, but
2: (laughs) I'll give you another chance next time. Yeah,
0: there's a will, there's a way, you know. Great. And, and awesome. with God, too. I also think it's very important to seek the Lord, and he yeah. will open those doors that are meant mm. to be opened. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> awesome. Very cool. Okay, so now, the reason that you sat through the, the remaining gauntlet of time was so we can get to shameless plug time. Oh,
0: is that's that the reason? We, yeah. I, I just like chit-chatting oh, with okay. you. okay. <laughs> well, that's <too>. Cool. <laughs> it's
2: the reason most people do it. You can be the exception. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, whatever you want to mention or promote, where people can find you on social media,
0: YouTube is the main place you can find me that I would always send people to first because I feel like that's where you can see my music and you can see the costumes and all the stuff we talked about is on YouTube. Even darkable Apparel is on YouTube. We've got little videos showing our shirts and stuff. So, youtube.com slash Tracy J Hines it's T-R-A-C-I J and then H-I-N-E-S if you Google my name or The Little Mermaid I'll probably pop up. <laughs> um, and then I'm also across social media at Tracy Hines on Instagram, at Tracy Hines on Snapchat. Sorry if you go on my Snapchat. <laughs> um, I'm on Twitter at Tracy Hines. I'm on Patreon, patreon.com slash Tracy Hines. That's my Mer crew. Those are my biggest supporters, and it's sort of like they, they help me make my videos. Right. Um, and, uh, gosh, where else am I? Facebook. Um, dot com slash Tracy Hines music okay. but if you google my name you'll find me and my, I'll, I'll have a working website soon my website's not updated right now it's super old but it's TracyHines.com. so in a couple months that should be up and running Cool.
2: Good okay. times. I will put links to all of that in the show notes too so people can go there and click through cool things so thank you so much for taking the time to come out here and to chat and chat and chat and chat which is cool <laughs> I'm looking forward to doing it more I'm really looking forward to coming back to some of these things cool my to.
0: pleasure well thanks for having me If only I could make him understand. I just don't see things the way he does. I just don't see how a world that makes such wonderful things could be bad. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm the girl? The girl who has everything. Look at this trove, treasures untold. How many wonders can one cavern hold? Looking around here, you think, sure she's got everything. I've got gadgets and gizmos plenty I've got who's-its and what's-its score. You want some thingamabobs? I've got 20. But who cares? No big deal. along on those, what do you call them? Oh, feet. (laughs) lifting your fins, you don't get too far. Legs are required for jumping, dancing, strolling along down the, what's that word again? Street. Understand that they don't reprimand their daughters. Bright young women, sick as women, ready to.
2: That brings us to the end of this week's show. A very special thank you to Tracy Hines for being my guest, and to you for listening. You heard everything we talked about over these two episodes, so what did we leave out? What did I not ask that you want to know? Let me know in the comments for the show notes on Facebook, or email me, and I'll give you all that contact information in a minute. We're going to do a follow-up, and I want to make sure I ask what you most want to know as well as, of course, a few things that I'd really like to know. I'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider in spoken word entertainment. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Choose from titles like my book, Faith, and the Magic Kingdom. You can pick that one or any of the 180,000-plus audiobooks as your free trial book, and it's yours to keep whether you choose to continue your membership or not. To download your free audiobook today, go to storiesofthemagic.com slash audible. Again, that's storiesofthemagic.com slash audible for your free audiobook. And you know, I'd like to just go ahead and toss something out there. I have a couple of download codes available for free downloads of Faith in the Magic Kingdom. So if you'd like one, Email me. I'll give you the information right now. Email me at podcast at com, and let me know that you would like one of those. And I will give up to two of those away. I don't know how many people are going to reply to this, so we'll say if I get more than two, I'm going to leave this open for a week. This is coming out on April 29th, 2016, so I'll leave it open until let's say, May 6th at midnight Pacific Standard Time. Or, we're on Daylight Time now, so I'll leave it open until midnight on that day, Pacific Daylight Time. And uh, if I get two requests, then those two people get it. If I get more than two, then we'll do a random Selection, random number generator kind of thing to pick two people to get a free download code for the audible.com audiobook version of Faith in the Magic Kingdom. So if you'd like one, shoot me an email at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com and see what happens. Good luck. Now, if you're currently doing something because of your love for Disney, you've written a book, created a website, you're blogging, writing or performing music, art, whatever it may be, and you want to tell people about it and why it matters to you, I want to hear from you. I also want to talk to and hear from people who've worked for Disney. And if you're a Disney guest of any Disney experience, and you've had an encounter or an interaction with a cast member that made some extra Disney magic, I would love to hear from you, too. In fact, even if you just want to say thank you to Disney for something special that they've done, or something that you really enjoy that they do, I'd love to hear from you. For any of these, email me at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call the listener feedback line at 734-23-STORY and tell me about your experience. Subscribe to Stories of the Magic in iTunes, the Xbox Music Store, on the website, or you can hear Stories of the Magic while on the go with Stitcher Smart Radio. And now, finally, you can stream Stories of the Magic through Google Play Music. You can find it there at storiesofthemagic.com Google, or search Stories of the Magic in Google Play Music and look under Podcasts. If you like the show, please rate and review Stories of the Magic in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or wherever else you listen to the show and can rate it. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, including maybe you have something that you'd like me to ask Tracy in a follow-up, then visit storiesofthemagic.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this or any episode. While you're there, check out the show notes for useful links from each episode. And believe me, there are plenty of links in this one, so head there to check them all out. Like the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash stories of the magic. Follow the show on Twitter at twitter.com slash stories of magic and tweet out that you're listening or pin it on Pinterest. Tell your friends about the show. Keep letting others know that you're listening so they can join in the magic too. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Stories of the Magic. There will be other days and
1: other stories, but this tale is finished. You've been listening to Stories of the Magic with Randy Crane. If you have feedback, want to share a story of your own, or even be a guest on the show, write to Randy at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com. Or call our listener feedback line, 734-23-STORY. And don't forget to visit the website, storiesofthemagic.com, for show notes from this and every episode, and to leave your comments. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, live your dreams and make the magic in your world.